Hi, on the show today, we have shout out to uh, my Patreons, um, uh, debate between what is the best fast food burger chain in Canada, and Starbucks was really trying to fuck with me this week, so let's start the show! I should have made it a bit louder for myself, but that's okay, I'll figure it out for myself, we... At the start of the show, Terry's nibbling on the cord. Yo, what's going on? Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew. This is for Thursday, April 18th, 2019. How you doing? What's going on? Yes, how's it going, everybody? Uh, thanks a lot for tuning in. Right off the bat, I want to give a quick shout out to my Patreons, bro. John, Isaac, Greg, and Joel. I dropped my first Patreon podcast on Monday for you guys. That's that exclusive content behind the paywall, buddy. We're monetizing this shit, bro. So, uh, yeah, if you want to check out the exclusive content podcast that right now only four people have access to, uh, hit up my Patreon. Um, also, as always, shout out to The Hood, shout out to Calm, shout out to PG, shout out to anybody else who's watching that wants a shout out, hit me up. Yo, Terry, stop nibbling at that cord. You're going to turn the fucking lights off. Um, yeah, shout out Calm, 118 in the house, bro. I'm almost done. Those fresh hits, that purple kush that you hooked me up with, bro. We're almost chipp- chipped away at that jar. So, uh, yeah, we're doing good. We got a new angle. You guys like the new angle here? I figured we'd change it up. Uh, I took a lot of, uh, you know, constructive criticism from my peers uh, to, cu- to try to see what we could do to, uh, to change up the podcast. So I'm going to still zoom it in when I feel like zooming it in on y'all motherfuckers. But, you know, we'll bring it out a bit, too. So we got a little bit of variation. Okay, so let's get to the show. I uh, was on the road. How was my week? Let's start with, with how was my week? How? Oh, that's not a C. How? Oh, that's also not a C. How was my week? How was my week? My week was good, man. I had a solid week. I've just been getting ready for the Halifax Comedy Festival, which is next week, man. I'm taping my first uh, two sets for the CBC. I'm going to be on TV, ma. Hey, ma, I'm going to be on TV. So I got to get ready, man. Make sure my shit's nice and tight. Um, and it's going really well. I feel really good about the sets right now. I got two different sets that I got to do. I got one girlfriend theme set and I got one Kev liquor, uh, getting older theme set here. Uh, if you guys were at my show on, uh, March 29th in Edmonton at the grindstone theater, uh, I did all that material and now I'm just trying to pluck away that I did about 40 that night. So now I got to sell 14 minutes of that. So I'm just trying to do that. So I've been running the set. I did three shows last night, two shows the night before, um, and, uh, at the end of this week, tomorrow, Friday, when you're watching this, I am doing a big theater show with Mike Rita, Paul Thompson, and, uh, Chris Robinson, huge giant theater. We sold it out like 200 seats or not huge giant theater, but we sold out like a 200 seat theater. So it's going to be nice. I'm doing sets all week, run up and then boom, big theater show right at the end of the week. You know, maybe take a little break. Easter's coming up. Uh, you know, we're going to go down, me and Courtney are going to go down to, uh, Aunt Joe and, uh. Oh, what are you doing there, Terry? Okay, we're going to go down to the families, uh, the family in Peterborough. We're going to go meet up with them, have a big turkey dinner on Sunday. So that's going to be nice. I've just been running the set, man, just clocking it, um, making sure that it's going to be tight. I'm really excited for you guys to see this, man. I get to record it next week, and then it'll probably come out a year later. But, man, this is huge, man. I'm really excited. 
So good. Everything's going well. I dropped training Terry. <laughs> oh, man. It's the most housewife like video series I've ever done. And the music. I didn't honestly. I like now I look at it with a bit of ironic detachment. It is super whack. But uh, like it's. <laughs> but I'm going to keep doing it, man. Because like dogs, you got to be soft sometime, bro. I can't just be gnarly all the time. I got to be soft, bro. And appeal to like those those 35 year old, you know. Those moms that are just like Bill Burr said, like off the grid, man. You got to help these help help them out with a little bit of content for helping to train the dogs, you know. Uh, so uh, that was how was my week. Let's go to a new segment. This is a brand new segment. This is called uh, this is called uh, Jeopardy Recap. Yo, <laughs> I'm. this is going to replace the Bachelor segment until the Bachelor comes back, bro. But Jeopardy recap, if you guys are not watching, James Holtzhauer is the new king. This guy smashed the one-day record of $70,000 by like $40,000, and he's done it again. He smashed it again. He got $108,000 last night. Absolutely unstoppable, man. If this guy... I swear to God, is probably going to be better than the next Ken Jennings. But I see there's a fault in his plan because this guy, how he is able to get all this money is he gambles, man. When it's double jeopardy, he's pushing the whole stack in and his professional job is a gambler in Vegas. So he is comfortable with pushing it all in. But man, you're that's taking a true bet on yourself because if you go all in on a, on a double jeopardy, uh, on a daily double, if you go all in on a double Jeopardy daily double and it's the second one, bro, and you're done and you've nipped all those $2,000 clues, buddy, good luck trying to win that thing, man. But the thing is, is every time he knows the answer to the question, it's like this weird mix of autistic uber nerd and like, uh, like degenerate gambler that's created this like tornado of just the best Jeopardy player of all time, dude. Like, the Spectrum Gamble Nerd, dude. And I'm so stoked. And he's got the most coked-out smile, too. Like, Google James Holtzauer. I'll put a link in the bottom. He's always like, like I, And, like, Alex Trebek is just stoked, man. Because I swear to God, there is not a bigger fan of Jeopardy than Alex Trebek himself. You see a boring-ass game of Jeopardy where nobody's getting it right? Alex is down to throw shade on you. He'll be like, well, Alice is starting out the second round. We'll see if she can dig herself out of this hole. Like, you know, just throwing this mad shade, man. That's why I'm sad. Who's going to host Jeopardy? I'll host Jeopardy when Trebek is done. Yo, Merv Griffin, <laughs> or who's ever running the estate of Merv Griffin, bro. This is my official Drew-sanctioned application to be the host of Jeopardy after Alex Trebek passes away, man. I got the knowledge, bro. I can clean it up and speak the king's English. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's fucking Jeopardy. Yo, I swear to God, bro, all those riffs are just the same. Like, buddy, like, all the riffs are just in C. Like, X-Files is the same thing. Or Something like that. <laughs> but all those riffs are the same, man. Star Wars. It's all that same scale, bro. <laughs> the C major scale. 
nailing it. Um, okay, that was Jeopardy. Uh, what else did we got here? Oh, um, I w- wanted to talk about I was on the road with Mark Anthony Synagoga, and we were having a uh, discussion about the best fast food burger chain in Canada. And it also got me thinking about when I started eating fast food burgers. Uh, because when you're a kid, you eat a Happy Meal. But remember that day when you when you go to McDonald's with your parents and you finally feel like you're too old for the Happy Meal and you get the Big Mac meal? Buddy, there is not a bigger balls dropping moment than walking into the Abbotsfield McDonald's and saying, nay, 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 nay to the Happy Meal. I would like a Big Mac for I am a man now. And if I could also get the toy that was going to come with the Happy Meal, that would be great. But I would like the Big Mac. <laughs> Rolling into Abbotsfield McDonald's asking for the Big Mac, buddy. Nine years old. Big Dick Swigger. That's, I think, truly marks a transition into adulthood is when you order the Big Mac meal over the Happy Meal. But, buddy, uh, clearly the best fast food chain is Harvey's. And anybody who disagrees with me is uh, is a sadist. <laughs> That's probably not the right word. Uh, maybe it is. I feel like it might be an accurate description because everything else is like mad fast food. Harvey's, bro, they make it your way, bro. You see the guy slap that patty down on the grill, toast that bun up real nice. What do you want on there, man? I'll make it in front of you right now for you, bro. You want pickles? We got those long, skinny, horizontal slice pickles, bro. We don't got those vertical pickle circles, man. Who wants a pickle circle, buddy? Give me that nice, long... You could drape it over the burger, maybe get two, get a nice pickle X going on the top of your burger, man. Harvey's is the closest thing that you're going to get to a burger that you're going to make for yourself at home. And Mark's trying to tell me A&W or like friggin' Wendy's or something. And those are both the under Harvey's would be the top two if we're talking like mucho fat. But buddy, Harvey's is clearly the best. I don't understand how anybody could eat, could look at a Harvey's burger and look at a friggin' grandpa burger or a teen burger or even a junior bacon cheat and be like, yeah, I'm going to pick this over the Harvey's burger. Man, you're out of your mind. Email me thisweekwithdrew at gmail.com. What's your favorite burger chain? What's your favorite fast food burger chain in Canada? If you disagree with me that it's Harvey's, I want you to write me a five paragraph essay, uh, you know, outlining why. And then, and I'll write you one back, buddy. I'm essays, bro. Jesus. I was in advanced placement English in high school, okay? I'll write you a fucking persuasive essay that you'll you'll see, man. And once you read my essay, you'll be like, buddy, Harvey's is the shit. So, yeah, come at me with your fucking Wendy's bullshit, bro. Um, Fast food, I went to Starbucks, and I, I had to eat. I was just on the road in an airport, actually, and I didn't want to eat crap. I got a salad from Starbucks or some kind of like fucking thing, like not like a salad, some kind of like fruit thing. And the guy asked me if I want a fork and I go, yeah, sure. And he goes, okay, that'll be an extra 50 cents. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, if you want a fork, we charge 50 cents for forks. And I was like, buddy, I thought you were already charging me for the fork in the cost of the meal. Like I'm buying something to eat from you that might need a fork. Like, give me the fork, bro. Don't charge me 50 cents for a fork. Factor that into the cost of your unit. Like, man, am I, can I negotiate? Does this mean that I can start negotiating discounts at Starbucks? Like if I don't get, if I don't get a fork or if, what if I don't want a cup, bro? Can you cut 50 cents off my coffee? If you just pour it right into my hands and I could just fucking drink it. 
like a like a thirsty guy, <laughs> like a guy in the desert who's finally come upon a, a water well. <laughs> but buddy, man, I don't know. And they're trying to boot on the guys of like, well, if you want, we're trying not to waste plastic. So if you don't want to waste plastic, then wait, wait, some more of like a carbon offset charge than it is actually charging you for the fork. Which I can get behind, man, but you fucking pay that, bro. You're the company who's operating with all the forks. I'm not, what am I, meant to just bring my own fork with me everywhere, bro? That's on you, man. You can't just slough off your 50 cent carbon footprint eco bullshit on me, bro. That is the incentive to lower your emissions is that you're going to charge more for these plastics. Don't just pass that cost on to me and just keep doing business as usual, bro. We got a planet to upkeep here, man. What's going on? charging me for a fork. Oh, you guys hear that? Oh, my God. It's time for big news with Drew. Yo, today on big news with Drew. Today on big news with Drew, we got a big story. This is coming out of China. A lot of... Big news story coming out of China. Okay, here, here's what we got, buddy. $6,000 sperm extractor used in Chinese hospitals to help men who want to donate sperm. First of all, I could get you a sperm extractor for way less than $6,000, buddy. I'm from Beverly 118. You get skinny legs to do that for a $30 piece. <laughs> Six grand on a sperm extractor. You got a six grand sperm extraction budget. I'll be extracting sperm for like five years, man. That would cover my sperm extraction overhead for quite some time. <laughs> but apparently these Chinese... They, oh, autofocus. You don't fuck with me now. Apparently these uh, Chinese dudes, they're just nervous to be jerking off in the ba in like the, the um, bathroom of the hospital. When they have to donate sperm, they're like, they're like, oh, I can't uh, talk off. It's, uh, no, it's not the polite or whatever the fuck. So the cultural bullshit is preventing them from busting a nut in the doctor's office. So there's some guy that invented some big fucking... <laughs> it's essentially just like a fucking fleshlight that just goes like... And it just milks you. But man... Um, uh, why did I want to bring this up? Oh, because they got a shortage of sperm, bro. There's a billion people there, and there's a shortage of sperm. Or what are you kidding me? <laughs> I bet you China is just covered in nut <laughs> and rice <laughs> and tea <laughs> and fucking can tea. Um, <laughs> but I just thought I just thought the skinny legs joke was funny enough for for me just to do that headline. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, we're right at uh, 15 on the nose here, so I'm just gonna shut her down. Thank you guys for watching to another episode of This Week with Drew. Tell me what you think about the new setup here or the angle. Uh, email the show, thisweekwithdrew at gmail.com. I don't really give a fuck if you like or subscribe. I do this for myself and the 30 people that want to fuck with me. And that's what it's about, man. It's about y'all motherfuckers, bro. I love you. Fuck everybody else who doesn't love me, man. I'm on my own way with y'all motherfuckers pushing me. You guys are like the moon. And I, and I and you and I'm the tide that is pulled towards you or whatever the fuck I'm talking about. I am way too high for this. Now talk about so bing tong time should have ended podcast a long time ago. Nine nine nine.